whoever and wherever you are. You're listening to We Hate Small Talk with Cindy and Iman. Welcome back, everyone, to We Hate Small Talk. And this week, we are talking about something very different, as you can tell by the title of the episode, husband (laughs) hunting in our 20s. Just kidding. We just wanted to have a title that encapsulates our feelings towards dating in our 20s. And um, we thought this was an appropriate title because our moms are always nagging us about when we're going to get married. But other than that, we wanted to dive into, you know, how complex dating can be. Yeah, and I think this is so true in your 20s. I don't know about any of the listeners that are, you know, grooving along with us, but my mom has been nagging me about dating since I started university, and that was like half a decade ago. And since then, the pressure to nab the perfect husband has just steadily increased and I think Eamon and I talk about this topic actually like every week so we really thought it was interesting and we'd want to get your take on it and to see if you actually relate to us yeah a hundred percent and I think that um I guess like one question that I have for you Cindy is why do you think your mom is constantly like pushing you to start dating a man or a woman (laughs) yeah to find a partner in life no I think I think my mom is very logical in what she thinks because she tells me the reason she pushes me is because university is one of the instances in your life where you're surrounded by very, you know, like-minded individuals in relatively the same age range. And she was like, at what age will you ever find the same pool of eligible bachelors, you know, that aren't already nabbed up by other people? And I, I have to say, she is she is correct in what she thinks. That's so interesting to me because I like think back to when we were both in university. Mm. I've never dated <laughs> someone from Western um, and I've never dated someone from Ivy. So obviously... I'm not following your mom's rule. I'm probably doing something wrong. Uh, Just kidding. But I just find that so interesting because although you are in a pool of eligible bachelors, it's a whole different question of whether you vibe with those bachelors. Do you know what I mean? Every time she tells me this, I look around at the people, you know, surrounding me or like friends of friends. And I'm like, if this is my pool, then I'm never getting married in my life. Like, (laughs) this is it. Like, I hope there's greater pools out there, you know? And I wonder if it's almost like something to do with our personalities. Like, I feel like we both kind of have that we want what we can't have mentality. So like, (laughs) if you present us with things that are just right in front of us, we're not going to want them. Um, yeah, it's it's a type of self-masochism where we, we don't like things that are just steadily available and we want to cry and be in pain and suffer for <laughs> things that we yeah, want. Exactly. Make it as hard as possible. Yeah. And I think like another reason of why we've stayed single for a relatively long time is that we agree on the importance of really knowing and being your best self before you kind of jump into a relationship right Mm -hmm. I feel like every single time I was able to jump into a relationship has been times where I felt very at peace with how my life was going and who I was as a person 
And my friend, our housemate actually, pointed out to me how like every time I jumped into a new relationship, I was beginning like a new chapter of my life because Mm -hmm. like the first time was going to business school and the second time was like going into the real world. Mm -hmm. So that's like something very interesting that I definitely think it happens for a very specific reason. And it's because like I am at peace with myself. Yeah, I, I always joked to Eamon that it was like she was in a video game and she was leveling up and unlocking an achievement through through dating. And it's almost like she's gaining <laughs> new capabilities every time she dates. I think that we both agree on the fact that um, it's really important to know yourself and be the best version of yourself to be able to find someone, you know, that you could have a good, serious relationship with. And I guess like for you, why have you decided to stay single i think like it's along the same train of thought because i feel like if i don't love myself how will i expect others to do the same right and i i don't expect to be treated like a queen but you know i think i've also just held really steadfast to my beliefs of the fact that you know if i'm not the best version of myself how will i meet the best version of my partner because i think as a person i'm a bit of a perfectionist so i i have very high standards for like not only myself but i think my significant other as well and even the relationship in general and that's something that a lot of people have pointed out to me is that you know i romanticize or i expect too much from something before even starting and and i have to agree but you know in my 20s right now i think i have very little time available um that i could be actually dedicating to myself and being happy with my company or you know unlocking new skills uh versus meeting someone or getting to know them and that gross process of dating (laughs) Oh my god, don't even get me started. I completely agree. Like that process of like just initially finding that one person you are deciding to like talk to or go on dates with, but you have to like talk to them and get to know them. Like that process is so exhausting. <laughs> and I really it's like the worst I in my opinion the worst part of like the dating phase. But I guess like in terms of getting to the best version of yourself, how do you know when you're at that version because we're always developing and growing as people right so like Mm -hmm. how will you know cindy when you're ready to date someone or is it because like the right person hasn't come come along yet yeah i think like because i have such a regulated mindset if someone were to come along and break that you know mindset i have and they're just really great and i can see myself like growing with them um yeah then i would be willing to date (laughs) almost like if it was a punishment but no I mean like (laughs) if I find the right person that I really vibe with we have a lot of the same values we you know aspire for the same things then like dating for me doesn't become something that I feel is a waste of my time but rather a really good investment and it's interesting you mentioned the talking to people part but like I think for me talking to other people in general is already tiring so I never want to do that over and over again (laughs) oh my gosh yeah I I feel that and I feel like you mentioned something that I want to 
I guess, um, talk a bit more about, which was the fact that um, you were like, if the right person comes along. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of girls have that mentality. And I honestly had that mentality as well. Um, Like when I'm talking to my girlfriends, like they'll always be like, if the right person comes along, then I'll date them. But like, what do you mean when the right person comes along? Like, I feel like with dating, I used to think that it would happen organically and naturally. (laughs) But now I think my opinion on that has changed. Like, I think you have to really work for it. And it's like almost a part-time job. Like, if you want to date someone, you have to put yourself out there. You have to seek people. You have to let people know that you're seeking. And it's like... (laughs) Like, you can't just expect someone to come along because that is, like, one in a million. Yeah, I think the entire process of dating someone has become very evolved. Let's just say, like, if we were to liken it to, you know, it used to be organic, you know, the plant would just grow by itself. Now you have to, you know, buy fertilizer. You have to, like, invest in pesticides. Like, everything um, that you do is kind of, like you said, like a part-time job. You have to dedicate a lot of time and effort into it. And I think that's maybe one thing that turns me off because I just don't have (laughs) enough time on my hand to dedicate. But what you said about the right person, I definitely believe that, you know, at first glance, like the appearance is, you know, what draws you in at first. But I think aside from that superficial bit, one thing that really matters to me is how our values align and how our personalities mesh. And so I think one thing that I think is really important to not only understand yourself before you get into a relationship, but also like navigate the relationship is knowing what your love language is. A hundred percent. I think that knowing your love language really sets you up for success, <laughs> even just like starting to talk to people. Like, I honestly think it's such a good like first date topic with a partner because you know like right off the bat if you guys will have the same love languages or different ones and then you can adjust accordingly and I think it's totally like doable to date someone with a different love language than you like Mm -hmm. I think it's pretty common Mm -hmm. I feel like guys oftentimes their number one will always be physical touch (laughs) I'm definitely generalizing but I've definitely noticed that (laughs) and I think for girls, it's a bit different. So I guess, Cindy, do you know what your love language is? Yeah, as a, you know, Leo um, and as any other, you know, fire sign, usually my love language is um, words of affirmation. So like, tell me I'm pretty, tell me I'm smart, like that type of thing. But also, surprisingly, um, my other love language is actually, I think, quality time. Um, and it's not even just about like doing anything with that time, but I think like companionship is pretty important to me because we can just sit there and watch a show, but just to have you there is like really great. You know, what's funny (laughs) is I have the exact same love languages in that order as you, which makes a lot of sense because we're friends and, um, we probably like communicate the same way with each other and, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like for me, I'm also a fire sign. I'm a Sag, for those of you wondering. (laughs) uh, (laughs) No one was wondering, but I definitely think words of affirmation is my number one. Yeah, like I need to constantly be told that they love me, that they appreciate me. Like I just need constant affirmation that 
you know, like they're still into me, which <laughs> can get annoying. But yeah, that's how I am. And then number two is quality time. So I think like it's really important for them to show me that they're willing to spend quality time with me and um, like put in the effort to come and spend quality time with me. Mm-hmm, exactly. I think for you men, just to generalize, you need to stand beside her 24-7 with a megaphone and tell her um, that she's gorgeous and, you know, hype her up and things like that. And, you know, that that's the just the perfect recipe for a harmonious relationship. <laughs> but um, you know what the problem with that is, is because I'm a Sagittarius, like I like I hate people that are too clinky. Like, it turns me off when someone's too clingy. So I really like when a guy can just know, okay? He can just read my (laughs) mind when I need the attention and when I need the space. Like, that's the perfect man. (laughs) Yeah, and I said, like, it was interesting that my second quality is quality time because I love being alone and I hate, like, constantly being with people because I I just just get so drained um so to have that be my number two I was kind of like so like the the Lord just never wants me to find a partner because I want to be alone but I also want to be with people it's that mentality of like go away but not too far (laughs) yeah a hundred percent like you always have to be in arm's reach so if I need you I can get you (laughs) yeah but um I I think like with quality time, like the thing that I'm sure like you'll relate to me as well is um, we both really appreciate like just time where like we have no distractions with someone. Like I I noticed that when we're like spending time together, like we're not on our phones, like all of that, like we just pay attention to whatever we're doing in that moment. And I feel like that is super, super crucial for me when I'm dating someone. Like if they like pick up their phone if we're on like like the first few dates like that is such a big no-no oh my god a hundred percent I think one of my biggest triggers is if someone has their phone out if we're watching a movie it's like I don't care if you're watching the movie or not I just want you to pay attention to the atmosphere that is here right and I also think like if you're on a first date and someone pulls out their phone like that's such a huge blow to the ego it's like wow you, your your phone is truly more important and engaging than I am I can see it from a guy's perspective like maybe it's like nerves and just like um habit but yeah, I think like from a girl's or not a girl's, but at least from our perspectives, it's definitely a no-no, a big no-no. Yeah. I think like in terms of the rest of our rankings, like do you know how the next like three go for your love languages? Um, I don't think I, okay, well, I think I can piece it out. So I think my next highest is um, gifts and then last two are... Okay, so the second to last is acts of service. And I know this because I think growing up in an Asian household, like this is expected for me. <laughs> like I I almost like view that as like the standard. And then the very last one is actually like physical touch. Like I think as a person, I just hate when people like just touch me out of nowhere. Like I'm like very protective of my personal space. So if someone random just hugs me, I get very uncomfy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, for me, like my third one is actually physical touch. So uh. I feel like 
especially like in a relationship, I'm like way more touchy than I am with friends. So like I. <laughs> mm. All right. Yuman always wants to grab her, man. Okay. The face that you made was so. No, don't look at me like that. <laughs> no, but I think I like physical touch sprinkled in there. Like I think it's important. And I think that if you're deprived of it, then you definitely feel it. Were you just subtweeting me just there? Like. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then my fourth one would probably be gifts. And then my fifth one would be acts of service. And I think I relate to like the expectation of acts of service. Like I honestly think growing up in an Asian household where my parents like only did acts of service to show me their love. <laughs> I like kind of just expect it and I don't appreciate it as much because it's like so normalized yeah, for exactly. me. And I think like for me, like I'll do acts of service for someone, but like it's like normal. It's not like me like trying to like be overly loving to them. Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm almost not expecting anything or like I, I don't treat it as like I'm doing you something special. I think it's just like a very basic human thing to do. But I can see that for people who didn't grow up in households like ours, um, they could see this as like, oh, I'm going out of my way to do something for you because I like you. But for me, it's like I would do this for anyone. <laughs> okay, well, I think like knowing that you also like the same love languages that I do I think it's been very advantageous to like just know someone's love language and know like how you can make them feel better when they're feeling sad or like just on a regular basis but another thing is how do you feel about guys giving flowers and jewelry Mm, okay that is a spicy topic because I think it's really polarized like you can be either like camp yay or nay and I think I'm a strong camp nay um, because I hate getting flowers as a gift because they die and I hate that like I'm also allergic to pollen so I just hate flowers in general um, and I think jewelry is something so personalized that I would want to pick it out myself and I almost want to like be matching with my significant other like that like Asian concept of getting like matching rings or like matching jewelry like I think that's super cute and I feel like it's a really great couple activity to go and pick that out but for the guy to you know get me flowers I feel like that's just like they didn't even have to put any thought into it they just got me random flowers and jewelry I feel like yeah I would just prefer as a control freak to pick it myself so anything beyond like jewelry and flowers I think is a good gift like those are my two no-nos when it comes to gifts that is so interesting because I think I'm the complete opposite of you <laughs> <laughs> for flowers I think that if you're giving it for like a birthday or a Christmas present I think it's a no-no just because like I think for those uh, celebrations they should definitely be bigger gifts <laughs> but um <laughs> I think for Valentine's Day or for like anniversary, I think flowers is such a good gift because I think you don't give flowers that often or like girls don't receive flowers on the reg. Receiving them like once in a while is like pretty special. And I think the reason why I think it's also a sweet gesture is because of the fact that they do die uh <laughs> and you're willing to spend your money on something that isn't permanent. So like, you know, it's not like, the best use of your money but it's so symbolic oh. because I feel like there's a reason why flowers are romanticized and used for like valentine's day right because it's like such a symbol of love mm -hmm. and 
I think it's like really like sweet just like the thought of like a guy like going out to pick out flowers for a girl I don't know Mm, okay how about jewelry then I think it's such a good (laughs) gift for any kind of occasion and I think I'm not picky with like what people Mm. get me but at the same time like I want them to get me like something that I'll like so (laughs) (laughs) so I think it's like it's it doesn't hurt to ask you know like what kind of jewelry are you like looking at right now or like what would you like (laughs) but that kind of ruins the surprise of it right it does kind of ruin the surprise but I also think that if they were smart they would just go okay maybe this is not a good idea but like they would go on your computer (laughs) and type in jewelry and see if any sites have been clicked already okay so so you're a proponent for your significant other checking your browsing history (laughs) this is opening a pandora's box (laughs) oh my god okay yeah Actually, like checking browsing history, I don't know. Like, I think that's like another whole topic on an, like in and of itself. If you should, you know, go on your partner's phone or computer, um, if it's acceptable, all of that. But yeah, I I think like at the end of the day, like TLDR is I'm for jewelry and flowers. Yeah, and like I think this just kind of ties up our thoughts on like love languages, like relationship dynamics. But like now that we know all of these things apparently like we're ready to find our husband right Eamon? no <laughs> there are so many things i think we need to know when we're going into dating i think we've talked extensively about this like red flags to watch out for just like different things that we expect and like I just think that the older that you become, like the more complex dating someone is, you have to be aware about their past. It's just like so, it's so hard. And with the emergence of like dating apps and like it being super normal now, like it's hard to get to know someone and know exactly what you're getting into when you meet someone online too. So like, I just think that, you know, husband hunting is a very hard thing to do. How about you? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And I think this is maybe not like constrained to a certain gender, like girls and guys, like we all have a lot of difficulty finding a significant other online, especially like there are so many things that you have to watch out for now. And I think there are so many red flags out there. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound a little psycho, but honestly I don't care like I feel like when I'm first you know getting to know someone and I know like I'm into him like I will keep a list of all the things that I notice (laughs) just so I'm not looking at the situation through rose-colored glasses if that makes sense like Mm. so in my notes like I don't know if you do this but I have like a list of red flags that I'll see in someone that I'm dating and I'll write them down. And so I don't get too caught up in just dating them and, you know, liking them. I like mm. can actively remember like, these are the things that I really like about them. But these are the things that are red flags that I should be aware of. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's discuss these red flags, because I'm really interested to see what yours are, given our very different perspectives on I feel like dating in general yeah okay so I think I have top two red flags and these are like complete no-nos so if they have these then I will not date them and they are the fact that like if they've just gotten out of a relationship 
or if they're still friends or talking to their ex. Mm. And I think it's very like situational, of course, but generally I find it to be such a red flag if I'm like talking to someone and they tell me that they like got out of a relationship a month or two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like for some people, maybe a month or two months is like long enough to get over it. But I guess for me, it's like how long were they in that relationship? If it was like a six month relationship compared to like a six year Mm. or any time in between, like you really just got to assess the situation (laughs) case by case. But that's one red flag. And the other is if they're still friends with their ex, I think it really is also situational. But at our age, because we're only what, 22, if they're like friends, that means that they either dated them in like middle school which is okay like I don't care about that but like I don't think enough time has gone on for us to be like friends with our exes like right now so like I just wouldn't date someone if they're friends with their ex Mm, okay that's kind of interesting because I see it in the way where it's like if you've just gotten out of a relationship and you're back on the market so soon, it's almost like you're disrespecting your ex. And what if I become that ex, right? It's like you didn't treat me with enough sincerity that like, wow, like a week passes and you're up on your feet again. I almost feel disrespected. So what do you mean? Like it's not a red flag? Like they are probably over their ex? No, no, no. I'm saying it's 100% a red flag for me too. It's like if you're almost getting into a relationship so quickly and there's no kind of space in between like I'd almost feel like I was the rebound if you're hopping into a relationship with me exactly I think that's exactly why I wouldn't do it is because I don't want to ever be a rebound and I like am protecting myself from even the possibility of me being a rebound Mm. by like having those guardrails in place (laughs) okay how about you um I guess mine like my first one is I always want to know how this person treats other people and like I think a good way to see their character is how they treat people below them on the I guess power dynamic or power hierarchy Um, especially people like seniors you know children service staff like these things I look really closely at and I think with seniors and children it's more difficult so like service staff is my proxy almost like if we're out on a date and this person is treating the waitress rudely or you know they're just like not engaging with them I think that you know maybe this person's too entitled because you know like it, it just shows me that they don't care enough about people that are weaker than them and it just gives me bad vibes, you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely get what you mean. But I want to just kind of, you know, push back on that one because (laughs) what if they're really shy? I think there's a difference between being shy and polite and, you know, a certain level of etiquette versus, like, rude or, like, taking people for granted. Like, you know, say your please and thank yous. Like, that's not asking you to be, like, super extroverted and engage with, like, you know, if the waitress is taking your, you know, order. Like, you don't have to, like, chat about life with them, but at least have the, like, the decencies to say please and thank you, you know? Yeah, 100%. I think that's such a good thing to look out for in first dates, and I definitely do that as well. And I think relating to that is how they treat their family and if they have a good relationship Mm. with their family. Yeah. And I think that's like something that you can kind of just tell by talking to them and asking questions about, you know, how they treat their mom or like what their relationship is like with their siblings. Like, I think that it's 
kind of a red flag to me if they have resentment towards siblings like if they have siblings Mm. or if they don't have like a super good relationship with their parents just because I feel like I come from like a family where even if you don't like certain aspects of your family members like you always respect them and you always try your best to have a good relationship with them yeah like being an only child I don't get this whole like sibling rivalry thing because I think for me like no matter what happens at the end of the day family is family and like I have a really good relationship with my parents so I think you don't even have to ask them like I would want to see if this person brings up their family just in conversation because then it shows that they're in you know you know, contact with their family, they care about them, they'll bring them up, like, that's something that is, I guess, a really good, like, bonus, or, like, uh, if we're doing this on a points-by basis, like, this is a huge plus for me. Mm-hmm. I guess then, how would you feel if the person you were on a date with brought up their ex? I think for me, like, I don't really get jealous that easily so I almost see it as like a plus that they can talk about their ex in a friendly manner like I think I always like distrust people who talk shit about their ex because it's like you know I could be that ex or like if you all your relationships your ex is always the bad one like they're always the enemy I would say then something is clearly wrong here right if people just you know grew out of a relationship or you know parted on like amicable terms then I actually have a lot of respect and trust with that person that's really interesting because I feel like for me if they were to like even mention their ex on the first like couple dates I (laughs) would without me asking I feel like it's kind of weird like but I think that's just me like personally Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like favorable but at the same time I feel like it's because I'm the type of person who wouldn't really talk about my ex Mm, and I would only talk about them if I was specifically asked okay well I don't have an ex so that never comes up in conversation (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah but okay are there any other red flags that you think are no-nos um okay so we've talked about you know treating people poorly and um jumping out of relationship too quick i think my other one is probably like not even a red flag but something i specifically watch out for like in conversation i want to know what they talk about the most because it's my rule of thumb that whatever a person is most passionate about or they're dedicating the most time on that's the thing that comes up in conversation the most. So if we're just chatting online or even on a first date, if this person brings up, you know, what they're doing at work a lot or, you know, like one of their side hustles they're working on or even their hobbies, then it shows me like they dedicate a lot of time to these activities versus if a person, all they talk about is like, oh my God, have you seen this show? Or like, oh my God, I go to raves and I go to parties. Like then it shows me that's what you're dedicating the most time to. That's actually quite interesting. Like, I never thought about it like that. But I think, yeah, like, just the importance of, like, knowing what they value in their mm-hmm. life. Yes. I think that's, like, yeah, that's a huge indicator of whether or not you would work or vibe with them long term. Mm-hmm. And um, I completely agree. Like, I think we have similar types when it comes to that, like, people who are career-oriented. and <laughs> <laughs> Workaholics like us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it'd be quite hard to like date someone who didn't, who wasn't career oriented because I like, I think we both are. Yeah, ambition is one of the traits that I value the most, I think, in a significant other. And, you know, like if 
people know me in person, they're like, yeah, 100%. Because I think that's one of the things that I, I value in myself as well. So if someone doesn't know where they're going with their life, like that's completely fine. But to me, that shows that we're really just different people um, and probably could not mesh as well together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think that ambition is important to me, but um, I don't know if it's one of the things that I value the most. Like, oh, okay. I think what I really value is like their character mm. and if they're just like a good person. Like <laughs> I <laughs> I know we're really asking for the bare minimum here, but I just want to know like I I don't know how to put it into words, honestly. It's hard, but like someone who has a good character. Okay, so um just to sum things up, I am looking for a business partner and Eman's looking for a hubby. So <laughs> This is why she is dating and I am not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I think maybe one of my other red flags is like, this is maybe because I'm like very appearance based as like a first impression. If they, you know, took the time out of their day to like dress up or like to organize themselves or even like, you know, if this is a first date, like did they make the plans? are there proper reservations or are we waiting or like what is going on like just being organized and you know like caring about your appearance is super important yeah a hundred percent and you know I actually thought this was really important to me until (laughs) (laughs) until um (laughs) I don't know if I can say this okay I actually thought this was very important to me but I also realize like there are trade-offs like you can't find the perfect person like Mm -hmm. if you're looking for something in one area then you're gonna have to give in another area and sometimes it's just gonna be their style or (laughs) 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 just kidding I think it's important to know your top three things that you want in a partner but then know like for every other thing that you might not get it Mm -hmm. yeah okay so I'm not talking about being a fashionista but like comb your hair take a shower put on deodorant like truly the bare minimum at this point (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but I think yeah showering oh that is a big one like I think that if you shower before a date like we notice you know like we love the scent of body wash (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I I've heard horror stories of people like literally showing up and like sandals or something to like a dinner date and that just like I think dressing for the occasion is not asking for much like I don't need a full like tux or like whatever but I think like matching your attire to the occasion if we say we're gonna go on a hike like don't show up in like a freaking button-up but if we are going to a restaurant if you're wearing like shorts or like sneakers I'm leaving All the men listening to this are probably like, oh shit, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, khakis and boat shoes. I see you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think I agree with that. Mm. Just because I have lower expectations. (laughs) 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 Okay. But But I don't think you'll have to worry because you mentioned to me once that you're into finance guys, right? And they know how to dress, which I think is perfect. I think this is a deep dark secret that I haven't even come to terms with myself but I think like the finance bro aesthetic is 
something that I am drawn to. Sadly, um, sorry, finance bros. But yeah, I think it's just because they're like a combination of things that I look for, like ambition, prestige, like things like that. And so, you know, add those together and you've got yourself a finance bro. But also, I think it's also just us differing in like how we live our lives and our personalities. Like, I think I always try to like maximally dress for any occasion and I love the process of getting ready and I spend a lot of time on like my outfit my hair and my makeup partly because I really enjoy that process and I want to look good for myself but also partly I think it's like basic human etiquette to want to dress up for the other person and I'm not saying even as a slob but I think she just cares less about things like that I remember when we would get ready to go out for the night and you would fully be like, I remember I would take a nap before we go out because I was so tired, right? And when I woke up from the nap, you were like almost done putting on your makeup versus me. I was like, oh, I still have to shower. (laughs) But it's like different because Eamon can just put on eyebrows and like eyeliner and she's done. Whereas me, I like do the full like skincare routine I'll put on the full like face of makeup because I want to make an occasion like it's not every day that I will muscle the energy to go out so when I do go out I don't like I literally go all out and I think that you've inspired me to make things more into occasions like (laughs) you've um and like I think I've learned the importance of like you know like living your life to the max (laughs) and I feel like whenever we get together like I actually really enjoy the process of getting ready and putting more than just eyebrows and eyeliner (laughs) on. Like, putting on that blush and bronzer too. Okay, how do you approach a guy? (laughs) I want to know. I'm curious because you've never told me this. Oh, like the (laughs) play-by-play? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. Because I personally have never done that. I very rarely do that, um, but it's... Like, when you're out and you're, like, a little bit tipsy and you're having a good time, like, when you're buying drinks, you're just, like, knocking shoulders with someone and you'll usually just start up a conversation, like, how's your night or, like, why are you here or something like that, just to kind of, like, start it off. And if they respond and they're, you know, grooving, like, you continue the conversation wherever it leads. But I've usually just done that if I've just been in the right place um, buying a drink and also the person next to me seemed friendly and I was, like, slightly attracted to um then that's kind of setting the stage but I I don't want to say this but like I I've not really had to it's usually the guy who kind of strikes up a conversation if I'm waiting at the bar and I honestly applaud guys for doing that because holy shit is it difficult to take the first step yeah 100% I completely agree I think okay this is why I've never been in this situation like at least at the bar, because I feel like I never buy drinks. <laughs> but yeah, that's really interesting. And I think like, it's, it's shitty that we're in this COVID time. Like, obviously, it's a good thing that bars and clubs are closed, thank God. But mm-hmm. it's made dating for people in their 20s so much harder. Or like people of all ages, actually. But mm-hmm. I guess like with that, how do you feel about this whole dating thing going forward living you know with Jessica asking (laughs) you about it every day yeah my mother Jessica um is 
on my ass every single day about finding a potential husband. Not even husband at this point. She just wants me to date anyone. Um, and I think for her, it's a genuine concern because I've never shown really interest in dating. And she's like, oh my God, Cindy is going to fucking die alone with her cats. And you know, that's, that's a possibility I'm completely fine with. But for her, it's about me just almost networking in a way, like meeting people my own age, getting out of my comfort zone. And she is a huge proponent of the apps. Like she's always asking me, hey, have you heard of this thing called Bumble? And I'm like, yes, I've heard of Bumble. And she's like, why are you not on Bumble? Like, why can't you try to talk to people online? And I think I've always felt like I didn't really enjoy because it wasn't that real when you're talking to people like especially during the pandemic there's so many people online people are just there because they're bored and not actually like caring about finding someone they vibe with or like actually like partaking on a relationship so I've always like rebutted her with the fact that you know I'm focusing on myself in the pandemic and this is a period of time for self-reflection and you know I've always just said you know my friends are in you know other workplaces and they're going to introduce me to their co-workers and that's how I'll find a significant other so amen like I'm counting on you here (laughs) (laughs) okay well let me just tell you that all my co-workers are married and have children but um I'll keep a lookout (laughs) for you you know you never know um yeah like I'll definitely keep my eyes out (laughs) but I guess just to kind of wrap up like Are there any thoughts about how your perspective on husband hunting has maybe changed after this conversation or like anything you thought was interesting? Yeah, I think my perspective on actually like finding a husband is (laughs) that I don't expect it to happen at this age. You know, like we're so young, we're in our early 20s and we have so much more life to live before we're ready to like settle down with someone permanently just thinking back to like who we were four years ago at the start of university five years ago now holy shit (laughs) to like yeah who we are now like we're completely different people and I can say that for both of us like with a fact Mm -hmm. yeah so that means that in the next five years, we're going to be completely different people as well if we continue on this trajectory of self-growth, which I am completely sure we will. Which means that, you know, like the people that we're dating and we're meeting now, like they're either going to grow with us or they're going to grow apart from us. And that's just the sad truth of life. So I think like even though I date people because I see some end game potential in them like I think it's like it's always good to like have your expectations set and to be okay with whatever happens is gonna happen and just know that everything happens for a reason Mm -hmm. yeah definitely I think I've actually realized that maybe I need to think less with my head and feel more I guess with my heart when it comes to relationships taking a page from your book um Yimin and maybe who knows I'll re-download one of the apps and give you guys a play-by-play of how I navigate dating in the 21st century (laughs) honestly Cindy I think that I would be the happiest person if you did that (laughs) not even Jessica I'd be like oh my god please let me craft your messages with you let me let me swipe with you yeah and i mean listeners feel free to join us on that journey if you're interested and 
Of course, share with us your thoughts on our Instagram at we hate small talk. And I guess that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you back next week. Bye.